0: You're listening to the Toolstation Western League Podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott.
1: Welcome to the Toolstation Western League Podcast with me, Ian Knockolds. This is the first edition of the 2018-19 season and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks, Ian. How about yourself?
1: Well, not bad. It didn't take long for the new season to come round, did it?
0: <laughs> not at all. No, uh, it feels like yeah, just yesterday we were in the round, sort of looking back at last year. So yeah, uh, very excited to yeah to look ahead to the new season. So.
1: Did you have a decent close season? Were you able to relax at all?
0: Yeah, not too bad. I mean, yeah, obviously work finished a couple of weeks ago for me, so yeah, um, been off doing a little bit of bobs. Watching a bit of cricket, obviously watched a lot of the World Cup and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. And, uh, not too bad. How about
1: yourself? Well, I am um, yes. I watch a lot of the World Cup as well. But I was sort of de-mob happy really because um, just before um, the uh, the uh, the World Cup started in Russia, I had the pleasure of joining the uh, the England Veterans team uh, on their on their trip to Thailand. Um, They've been going for the past 13 years, um, and uh, they were reigning seniors World Cup champions. It's a uh, it's a tournament that takes place every year in Thailand. It started after the um, the tsunami, the Boxing Day tsunami. Army that um, that hit um, a number of years ago now, but obviously it hit the it hit the region very badly, and the, the seniors World Cup was seen as uh, as an exercise that could help generate a little bit of interest and a bit of tourism um, back back uh, in the in the Thai economy, and um, yeah, England have been um, have been sending a representative side for. Uh, the last 13 years, and, and I was able to join them. So, um, so, uh, so I had a, I had an absolutely fantastic, um, uh, fantastic time, and then it was even better um, to come home and uh, and watch England do so well. I say even better. and um, you couldn't get much better than uh, than the England uh, veterans because they won the tournament. We retained the trophy. That's three years on the spin. Um, we've uh, we've won the seniors World Cup, and of course we beat Scotland, nonetheless. Uh. In the uh, in the final, but um, don't let me tell you about it. Um, there's a footballer who many people across the Western League will be very familiar with. He's played um, for um, for at least three Western League sides in the last few years. His name is Alex Russell. Of course, in the professional ranks, we're a lot more familiar with him playing for the likes of Torquay and um, and Bristol uh, Bristol City. But um, Alex was a was a mainstay part of the uh, the England veteran side, and uh, I had a chat with with Alex uh, and. I started by asking him how he got involved with the England veterans football team.
2: I got a phone call actually from Steve Phillips just asking, he knew obviously I was still playing and uh, just said would I be interested in a trip to Thailand for 12 days playing for England and uh, it took me about 10 seconds to make a decision that yeah that sounds like a lot of fun so he explained a lot of what what it was and how it worked and the amount of games we'd need to play, etc., and the heat and everything. And uh, so I just I got on board and spoke to the manager. Um, I think a few days later, and um, yeah, it was good. And he, he obviously explained what it was, and I was on board straight away. So yeah, it's been two good two good trips now. For the last two years
3: I mean obviously I should know this On the grounds that I was I was with you Every step of the way But am I right in saying That you played Every minute of every game In this year's tournament
2: Yeah not quite I played Every minute of every game Apart from half a game <laughs> I, I missed I think the We played the first two games Then Because we were already qualified In the third game I only played the first half But you And did... I had a breather In the second half So that was the only I missed the second half of the third game, but then played the, all the semi and all the final.
3: Because, of course, what the, uh, the listeners won't necessarily appreciate is that um, although the tournament, as you said, we're out there for 12 days, in terms of the actual action, we played five, or you played, five games in, in six days in the heat, 30-plus degree heat, which, of course, we've all been enjoying over the last um, few weeks. But that does, does mean that um, you, you must still be very fit.
2: Yeah, and also, it's obviously, it's a completely different heat than here, where it's actually quite a dry heat over there, the humidity. I've, I've never played before in my career, even. I remember playing um, for Torquay, actually, we played Northampton, the hottest day in history. We played the first game of the season at Northampton, I think it was 110 on the pitch or something like that was ridiculously hot but even that wasn't the same heat as being in Thailand Um, when you come off at the end of the game in Thailand your boots literally is like you've been running through puddles because the almost like the, the water's coming up through your boots um, and your kit is just completely drenched of sweat so it is different but it's it's actually yeah, it's, I quite enjoyed it to be honest. it's better than being cold
3: anyway <laughs> and I mean it's not just the heat to contend with of course it's the pitches as well it, it, it's a different type of football isn't it in fairness it's sort of seniors football obviously a lot of the players not just in their 40s but also in their 50s but I felt that the standard was pretty good technically a lot of the players You know, particularly in the England team, it has to be said was still very proficient.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it. You know, you're playing with ex players. um, There's an actual quite difference between playing sort of non-league level, which obviously I've played now the last two or three years, and playing with ex players. um, They might not be able to run around as much. um, In theory, obviously they can't. But the ball moves around a bit quicker. Um, it makes sort of better angles. And it's like you say, this is a bit more possession based, but actually at the right moments, there's a bit more quality. Um, so when we do get around the edge of the box, I mean, we scored some great goals this year, which some really good football and quick play around the box. So use the head a little bit more and, and maybe not the legs.
3: And, of course, it was extra special to come up against Scotland in the final. What, what, would, what would we give for an England-Scotland World Cup final?
2: yeah yeah and and to be honest, it was even though we ended up obviously winning sort of four nil it was probably the toughest game, especially the first half hour we they really had a had a go and we knew if we could just defend well while they were putting corners in the box and crosses in and things like that. I always thought that we would come out on top with a bit more quality when we had the ball they were playing a little bit more direct and um, and that that actually happened we we rode sort of the first 20 25 minutes and then once we scored the first i thought we were always going to come out and win so and to beat them twice actually in the tournament it was quite good
3: now we, we must say that um, you know as much as it's great for um, a lot of ex-professionals to get together, particularly under the banner of the of the uh, of the England veterans. Um, it's not really a it's not really a holiday in the in the classics uh, sense of, of the of the word. I think that you know certainly five games in six days would suggest that you guys have got to do an awful lot of hard work. But there's also a lot of other aspects to the tournament, um, as well as the football, isn't there, Alex? I mean you know there's the the, the work that goes. Goes on with the with the local school children. This, this year's tournament, of course, was in Hua Hin, and um, and and a visit to the school that we enjoyed as well. So, I mean, um, h- how did you feel about how did you feel about that aspect of the of the trip?
0: Well, it's
2: it's, it's actually brilliant because it, it 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 makes you see something that you wouldn't like. You say if you I've been to Thailand on holiday and you know you're sat on the beach, sure you going scuba diving or whatever and you know you're on holiday you don't go into the local school and um, and sit down and sort of like enjoy what they had to offer which was obviously a lot of singing and um, you know presents and things like that and it was just great to see the kids and it was the same last year we went to like a junior school it was just amazing to see how happy they were and sort of you know they're just really lovely natured people so that was really nice and then obviously when we did a little bit of coaching in the afternoon um, on the day off that's great again just to see the kids and obviously all the countries are able to give a little bit back in you know football boots or kit or whatever they have Um, so it's just good to see the kids all happy and enjoying it and enjoying the football
3: now, you've already alluded to the fact that, of course, you, you've had a professional uh, career in football. I mean, you've had a fantastic career when we, when we look at the clubs you've played for across the country, but plenty in, in the West Country, teams like Bath and, and of course, in, in Bristol as well. Um, uh, but you have, been, you have played a fair bit of Western League football in the twilight of your career. Um, w- w- any chance of you lacing up the boots again this season?
2: Yeah, at the moment, I like you say, I, I actually retired, funnily enough, when I was about 40, and um, I coached for a few years, and then when I stopped coaching... I uh, thought, well, I felt fit and, and really in good condition, so I thought I, I may as well have a game. And Shepton Mallet uh, manager um, gave me a call and just said, D- Did I want to come down with a few lads on you? And I was like, Yeah, okay, I'll come and have a game. And he sort of got back into it, really, and then um, had a season at Manor Farm when we won the league. And then last year at Clevedon, and then I think this year will probably be going um, to Halland and having a game there. It's just a bit more local, and a few friends have gone there, so it's a bit more now about obviously keeping fit enjoying playing and um, yeah I just I just enjoy it I'm, I'm a glutton really for punishment I just enjoy being out in a January freezing night and playing football Um I still, sort of get a bit of a buzz from it.
3: We we look very much forward to uh, to seeing you um, playing again this season. Are you are you looking forward to great things at Helen? Are you are you really looking forward to this uh, this coming season?
2: Yeah, um, I d- I'm not sure how it'll go. I'm, I'm I'm literally we played a few games, obviously pre-season and just getting to know the lads. And I think the team's just coming together. Um, obviously, lads have been away on holiday and things like that, and there has been a couple of little injuries. So, yeah, we'll um, we'll see how it goes and. Yeah, just enjoy it really and, and run around and, and have a go and uh, with any luck the, um, we'll do quite well but you can never tell I can't tell anyway because the only time was when I was a man of farm I knew that we had the best players there so I think we ended up winning the league quite comfortably um, but the, when i played at Shepton and Clevedon you never quite know you know um who's going to be at the top and who's going to be sort of mid-table and who's going to be at the bottom. So it would be good to actually start the season well and see where we can get to.
3: Well, that's what makes the Western League the best league in the world. And, uh, and of course, now (laughs) it's got a Seniors World Cup winner to boot. Alex, thank you very much for your time and all the best of luck for the coming season.
1: We're going to have a look at uh, the fixtures um, coming up. We've got opening weekend coming soon, and actually the, the season starts on August the, uh, the 3rd, which we'll, which we'll hear shortly. But, um, Tom, um, looking ahead to the new season, which teams have caught your eye? Who do you think is going to go well in the Premier Division this season? I mean, yeah,
0: Premier Division probably looking at uh, a couple of teams sort of uh, down, down towards seven. I think Willem and Buckland uh, both did pretty well last year. I think fourth and fifth they finished. And then also looking forward to seeing how Plymouth Parkway get on. Obviously, champions of of their division last year, and they've moved moved up uh, to the to the Tool Station Premier. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see, especially how they start and see how, how life how life is for them in in the new 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 division.
1: Yeah, of course, Buckland um, did uh, did very well last season as well. They had that epic um, conclusion to the season, which I can't help but feel that had circumstances been different, there was a very good chance they could have taken maximum points um, from those games, which would have um, put them um, level on points, I think, with Melksham in the end, although they might have missed out on, um, on goal difference. But um, um, they were certainly uh, going well. And, of course, they featured in the uh, Les Phillips Cup final against Shepton Mallet, who could be dark horses this season. They've... Um, yeah. They're certainly a very capable and competent side uh, and have been over the last few seasons. They give anybody a game. What about the First Division, Tom? Anybody tickle your fancy down there?
0: I think, obviously, Cainton will be um, licking their teeth, um, licking their wounds, sorry. So they'll be, um, yeah, the one to watch, obviously, missing out on promotion last year um, uh, by a very small margin. So they are probably uh, probably going it as favourites. Uh, and then we've got a few other teams. I mean... Uh, Chippenham Park finished the season before pretty well so um, maybe give it a little bit of ration. and then we've also got the likes of Devizes and, and Cheddar uh, I think they meet on the opening weekend and yeah they both finished in the top six uh, so yeah they'll probably feel that maybe it's an opportunity for them to make a push this season and uh, potentially get some promotion
1: I mean, regular listeners to the podcast will know I'm normally very keen to sort of call out um, Welton Rovers and Radstock, and of course, they went well last season and perhaps would be looking to push on this season. Always a lot of disruption. In the uh, in the close season, as sort of we go for the managerial merry-go-round, and often um, the players, you know, are very quick to follow. And I think that those two sides, I'm not necessarily expecting great things out of either of them this season, but um, I, hopefully I'll be pleasantly um, surprised. Um, but I think you're right to highlight Devizes. They finished very strong last season, and from what I can gather on social media, they look like they've managed to sort of keep the core of that um, impressive side together. So I think along with Canesham, um they might be uh, they might be ones to watch so uh, well that's what we have to say about the matter but um, I think it's only fair to give the league's um, press and media officer uh, a chance to have his say so um, I've spoken to Kerry Miller this week about his thoughts um, for the new season but we started by asking Kerry about how Buckland got on in that season curtain raiser the Toolstation Station charity cup match
4: Peniston is uh, quite a pleasant place actually it's about half a dozen miles west of Barnsley um, just on the edge of the, the sort of peak district area. And um, they play in the uh, North uh, East Counties League and I think they finished 6th or 7th last year and were nominated by uh, their uh, their league to play Buckland, who um, travelled up during the day, which was quite impressive, leaving at sort of 9 o'clock from Newton Abbott and arriving in South Yorkshire about half past 1 for a 2.30 kickoff. Um, so they were... Um, they were quite leggy before they even got there. But, well, um,
1: well, let's face it, Kerry. They, they are used to travelling.
4: That's true. <laughs> With South Yorkshire on a Saturday morning. It, that was a good effort, um, and uh, it was it was a it was a very good game. Um, it was a good day for all concerned. The um, the Penistone people looked after us, and the um, uh, officials. The Western League officials very well. It was a superb uh, situation. There was a good crowd of just under 200, which would have been far more hadn't Sheffield Wednesday had a friendly with Villa Vill- Real or something like that. Um, and uh, despite uh, an almighty hailstorm at half-time, the, the pitch was in very good nick and um, it just went down to a single goal defeat for Buckland.
1: Um, you would have thought with a, with a name like Peniston Church, we would have sent out one of the bishops, wouldn't you? Either, either Bishop's yeah. Red or, or, Bishop yeah, or Bishop Sutton. Yeah, or Bishop Sutton. Well, obviously, Buckland no. hadn't played enough at the end of last season, so we thought they needed another game before this season started. Well, exactly.
4: <laughs> In, and ironically, they actually did, because I was speaking to one or two of their people earlier, and they said that, that several of their pre-season matches have, have been called off. Uh, So they were um, pretty much desperate for some action And of course they've got a um, brand new player manager in Craig Duff Um, And uh, he's lost two or three players uh, Jared Lewington and Lloyd Gardner Who have gone to play at a higher level Uh, But nevertheless, um, you know, they they got a uh, reasonable squad there and um, they gave Peniston a good game. It was it was a credit to the sponsors um, on and off the pitch. It was it was a good day and um, everyone was very pleased to be there.
1: Well, we've, we've talked about one of the teams that caught my eye last season, Buckland, had a fantastic yeah. um, finale to the campaign, really sort of triumphing in many respects against the odds and of course they lifted the Les Phillips Cup as well. Yes. Th- they're certainly a team that I'll be keeping my eye on this season yeah. but what are the other sides in the Premier Division that, that you think the fans out there should, should be
3: keen to watch?
4: Well, look, looking down the list, um, you, you've got to you've got to say that the three Devon clubs um, look to be strong. Um, then, uh, apart from Buckland, of course, is Will and Rovers, and um, the new boys, Plymouth Parkway, who um, have come straight through from the Peninsula League and uh, are very strong. Um, I saw them on Sunday. Uh, yes, on Sunday at the their final game as a peninsula side as it were um, in the uh, peninsula charity bowl um, and they actually lost but they um, they look very strong they, they've lost their main goal scoring glenn hobbs who i think has got about 160 goals in the last three seasons for either them or tavistock he's gone back to tavistock but um, they have the um, small matter or the large matter of, um, Stuart Yetton, the, the ex, uh, Weymouth player who, who's gone there. Um, and, uh, he looks very good. And, uh, although he's, he's 33 now, but he certainly looks as though he's still got goals in him and, um, they look as though they would take some beating. Um, Willand, of course, you know, they're always going to be there. And, um, Apart from Buckland, we, we, I would like to think that some of the clubs that are just floating around, sort of on, on in the, the sort of top six, like Bridge, um, Bridgewater um, and maybe Shepton Mallet, might um, you know post another challenge. They both had good seasons. Of course, Shepton got to the final of the Les Phillips, um, and we've got um, one or two new, Shortwood United, who have come down from the Southern League, they they seem to have got. Uh, put behind them their uh, mid-summer woes. Um, And uh, Westbury have come up and, um, you know, they could well be strong as well. It's very difficult to know exactly until the first few games. Um, The the team I feel sorry for, looking at the fixtures, uh, are all down because on the first day they are at Plymouth Parkway which is a fair old journey to play a strong side like that. And then seven days later, they're back in, um, in the Plymouth area again because they're away to salt ash in the FA Cup. Um, so, odd down, are going to be doing some serious mileage in the first seven days of the season.
1: Yeah, I well, should probably get a get a hotel down there. It's a nice part of the I world.
4: Think that's but... not a bad idea. Yeah,
1: I think the chairman won't be thanking me for saying that. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, but let's look down into the the first division as well, of course, because it was a it was a fascinating race for promotion yes. at the end of last season, wasn't it? I mean, it really went to the yeah, went to the wire, and as you, you mentioned, Westbury already, and of course, Roman Glass were in the mix, and Canesham again. Um, yes. So, I mean, is it really? You know, is, you, you, you've got to hope well for Caenham, and of course, Canesham fans that they'll be there or thereabouts again but it's a question of, of, of who's likely to be up there with them
4: Well I think so um, again it, de- it, it depends on which clubs have managed to keep their, which, which of the clubs that have sort of finished in the top half a dozen have managed to keep their squad together there's been one or two manager, managerial changes um, but um, you know there's going to be clubs uh, I can see the likes of maybe Walton and Radstock and neighbours having good seasons, I certainly hope so. Um, and you've got four or five teams over in over in Wiltshire um, of all vying for the same players, and any one of those could come out of the pack as as, as Westbury did last year. Um, I think that Caenham. I mean, they're the only side now in Division One with with a 4G pitch, so they're going to not have the problems that most other clubs had last season if we get another awful winter um, you know they—they, they, I think, are going to be strong. They—they're going to take some beating, and of course, they start the season on this Friday. They've uh, moved to their game with Bishop Sutton to um, Friday night and 7:45 um, at the Crown Ground. And um, congrats, really, go to Julian French um, for sorting that with with his colleagues at um, or with, with his contemporaries at Bishop Sutton. And um, we really hope that. The Friday night experiment, and of course they're going to do the reverse in January at Bishop Sutton. Just really hope it goes well and they get a huge crowd. And more importantly, it stimulates other clubs to play Friday night football, which must be the way forward. Good luck to them.
1: And my thanks to Kerry for his time. Now, Tom, uh, let's have a look at the fixtures. And who have we got coming up uh, on opening day? It's a Friday this season.
0: Yeah, indeed. So one of the teams we just mentioned, uh, obviously missed out on promotion last year uh, in the 1st Division, that's Canesham. So, yeah, they kick-start things on Friday night. They host Bishop Sutton at the AJM Stadium at
1: 7.45. And then we have the sort of the main schedule of fixtures, don't we, on um, on Saturday, the 4th of August. And, uh, and do you want to kick us off in the Premier Division?
0: Yeah, indeed. So these are all 3 o'clock kickoffs, of course. So we start with Bitten. Uh, they host Clevedon Town. Cribs travelled to take on Bradford uh, We've got Buckland versus Willans so for the Devon Derby to k- kickstart things, a massive tie in the Premier Division there uh, We've got Cadbury Heath versus Brislington. Chipping, Sodbury Town, they host Bridport uh, Raymond Glass and George, following their promotion last year, they travelled to take on Haven on opening day, uh, we've got Hengrove versus Bridgewater, Plymouth Parkway uh, they welcome Down. Uh, we've got Shepton Mallet versus Shortwood United, another new team who've uh, taken voluntary uh, relegation, and also Wellington versus Westbury. Uh, sorry, Westbury are at home in that one, so we've got Westbury versus Wellington for the final game
1: there. If we have a look down into the first division, Bristol Telephones are at home to Carn Town, Chard Entertain Longwell Green Sports, Chippenham Park take on Warminster, Devises Town are at home to Cheddar. Portishead Town take on Oldland Abertonians. Radstock take on Wincanton Town. Sherbourne are in action against Bishops Lydiard. Wells City take on Ashton and Backwell. And Welton Rovers are at home to Corsham Town. Uh, As we look down the schedule, Tom, any fixtures at this, uh, even this sort of opening stage, any fixtures tickle your fancy?
0: Yeah, I think obviously the Buckland Willam one is probably the main one, uh, Homer's Heath, which stands out. And I think two teams that should do pretty well uh, in the Premier Division as, as well. Uh, they're meeting at Norton Lanes. We've got Hengrove uh, taking on Bridgewater. Quite like what Bridgewater have done at uh, uh, the back end of last season and in the off season. I think they're primed for for a pretty big uh, big push for. Yeah, had some big honours to see.
1: And down in the first division, I think, devises Town against Cheddar. If that game was happening at the end of last season, it's certainly one we'd be calling out. it would be interesting to see whether those teams um, do start with a bang uh, this season. But of course, you know, it's a new season, new players, new managers, uh, new expectations for everybody. We all start on nil point. Uh, so nobody is running away with any leagues at the moment, and, uh, and that's why that's why we love it. Tom, thank you very much for your time. Uh, short but sweet um, today, but of course, um, all those fixtures we've just been looking at, and um, we'll give you plenty to write about, I'm sure, in our bulletin. Yeah, indeed, uh,
0: should be should be up uh, probably Sunday or maybe maybe Monday morning next Monday. So yeah, uh, looking forward to getting
1: started again. And what about your articles in the non-league paper? Can we still read you there?
0: Yeah, indeed. So there was a preview uh, in the, uh, in the uh, paper just gone, uh, looking at the Premier Division. Uh, and then, yeah, so starting, starting this weekend, there'll be yeah, a couple of hundred words on, the, uh, on, the, on Saturday's action.
1: Excellent. Well, it's great to have you back. It's great to be looking ahead to the new season, Tom. And I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Toolstation Western League podcast.